The latest Haystacks report from USDA shows Wisconsin supply is down 30% from the year before. Meanwhile, out west, they're seeing a hefty carryover supply that may bring their hay prices down. This is according to Josh Callen, a market analyst with the Hoyt Report. He covers hay markets in the seven western states of the continental U.S., He and I talk about the regional differences in hay supply and how weather in different areas may influence hay prices here at home. I think for a lot of the U.S., it's probably going to be a record warm winter. And what that means is that means, especially in some of the higher elevation states, it's been pretty limited on the snow cover. And when you have limited snow cover, you know, beef ranchers are going to feed less hay. So what we're seeing is we're seeing more carryover. Going into winter, we had a, I wouldn't say like an excess supply, but pretty strong supplies of of middle to lower grades of alfalfa. And we were hoping that, you know, with with what, depending on what the winter did, those supplies would get cleaned up. And and that just hasn't been the case. So I think we're going to come out of winter with a little extra carryover, mainly in those lower grades. And part of what that's done is it's put a big price spread in between the top and the bottom grades. And I think we're going to continue to see that going into this new year. There'll be demand for test hay, for higher quality hay for dairies, definitely. But we're definitely going to see slower demand and, and extra carryover for those lower grades. On the flip side, here in Wisconsin, we are seeing haystacks much lower than the year before due to drought. So why are we seeing this regional difference? In the West, we're not, you know, we had that record winter 2022-2023 for the Great Basin, California. We had really good winter. And, and most of our hay is, is irrigated. We don't see as big of an impact out here from drought conditions or things like that just because there's most of it's irrigated. So definitely some differences there for sure. As America's Dairyland, you know our attention is focused on what the dairy situation is in the U.S. And we are seeing in milk production reports that cattle numbers production is falling in the southwest part of the U.S., but then it's growing in other areas like the Dakotas. Does hay movement follow that same trend? The Southwest, uh, particularly New Mexico, we're seeing a lot of hay coming out of that area. I'm starting to see more guys from like Arizona or Colorado um, looking to buy hay from New Mexico and move it west and and north and east. And so, yeah, definitely that's kind of following that trend. And they have good supplies and, um, you know, decent weather down there, too, to keep growing it. So they are definitely going to see more of that. And I, I think it's not quite as pronounced as it probably could have been. Just because so many dairies over the last ten years or so have moved to a pretty heavy grain diet with a, or you know, with a lot of different commodities, corn and soybeans and and canola and whatnot. Um, so they're not they're not feeding as much alfalfa as they used to. That's for sure. So that's probably less in the impact of what it probably would have been. But um, yeah, and I mean, just just in the in the in the western U.S. and even the Midwest, we've seen alfalfa acres kind of been on a bit of a decline the last ten years or so. When you talk about the carryover and haystacks and, you know, the supply looks pretty good on the Western front, are producers going to hold on to that or are they going to be sending it to areas of the U.S. that need it? Like maybe it is Wisconsin or Minnesota or maybe it's overseas. Where is it going to go? The freight's always the limiting factor there um, is what's it going to cost to get it moved to some of these different areas. You know, usually you'll see hay, you know, out of Colorado or maybe even Utah, eastern Idaho go east. But in other parts of the West, it's really hard to make it work with the freight difference. I think what's going to happen is we're, we're, we're going to have this extra carryover of these lower grades. It's just going to take longer for that supply to get worked through locally. They're going to want to um, probably have to lower prices a little bit more to get most of it gone. And then also it really depends on the weather. I mean, we're all hoping for a dry spring so we can get first cutting up good. 
with you know high quality, high grades. The, the lower grades typically don't work in the export market. They're usually looking for stuff that's like a middle to higher grade. And then the export market's been pretty soft the last year, so that's been a bit of a challenge on that export on that export side too. So no, it'll probably have to get absorbed locally. And that'll take a little bit to work through those supplies for sure. Is the Western region a market mover? In hay, should the Midwest be paying attention to what's happening out west? And if so, what indicators should we be watching? It is in a sense that, like, there's a lot of um, Texas is is pulls a lot of hay out of the west, and so that's that's kind of a big factor. You know, what are the hay prices doing in Texas? So there's quite a bit of hay that goes to Texas, and on the organic side too, there's a lot of organic hay out out in the west too that goes back to Colorado and Iowa and some of those areas. But like I said, the, the one limiting factor with hay is just is the transportation. It's, it's a lot harder to move it, you know, versus corn, soybeans, or, you know, some of these other, you can use rail, these other commodities that are better suited for, for moving them long distances. With hay, it's a little harder. So that, that tends to make the market a little more regional. They don't have quite as much impact because, like I said, the, the challenge is moving it in. So they don't have quite as much impact as, say, other, other commodities might. Josh, can you give us a 2024 outlook on haystacks and prices that a Midwestern farmer would be interested in hearing? In the West, we've definitely seen a pretty soft market price-wise over the last year. You know, we had the record high 2022 season where prices just skyrocketed, and now we've come back down to earth. I think it's going to be a bit of a slugfest. It's probably going to take a year or two to get work through some of these excess supplies out here before the market starts to recover. Half-alpha acres have kind of been on the decline a little bit, and that might help prices come back. But um, it's going to take, I think, at least a couple of years for those to come back. And that just makes those grains and, you know, corn prices coming down just makes all that a lot more competitive in the ration. I just think going forward, I, I wouldn't, you know, alfalfa is is going to be usable and, and affordable probably for a lot of uh, dairy and beef producers. Anything else you'd like to add, Josh, before I let you go? The one market that has been really good and it's held up a lot better is the horse market, the retail small bales. That's been a pretty good market in a lot of areas. It's becoming a little more niche. Just, I think it's just the extra labor that goes into it. You're seeing more guys who are retiring and, and less guys wanting to do it. I think that that's going to be a pretty stable market going forward, the little bales for the horse markets. And there's been lots of demand in places like Florida, Kentucky, New York for that racehorse hay from you know stuff coming from the Midwest, from Alberta. I'd say that, you know, if you're looking for a stable market going forward, the retail market's definitely, I think, going to be a better one for sure. We saw some big price reductions on big bales, you know, through this last year. Little bales, retail bales held up a lot better. Forage market insight from the Western Frontier with Josh Callen, market analyst with the Hoyt Report. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.